0: I'm Ryan Bruss, one of the producers for It's Supernatural, and we have with us a very special guest today, Alice Cresswell. Now, Alice, I've known for a couple of years now we were uh, she came on one of our tours to Israel, and just watching her minister was a blast. Uh, not only is she God just really using her, but she makes the supernatural, so easy for everybody to walk in. And and she loves talking about the supernatural. She loves walking in the supernatural. And when I read her recent book, uh, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life, uh, it really impacted me to make me hungry to grow in the things that I'm walking in for myself. Alice has a boutique is how I pronounce it. She may pronounce it differently. Uh, In a bed and breakfast and a gift shop and a spiritual retreat and training center in the UK. And she is seeing amazing, amazing things happen. You are going to enjoy Alice. Alice, tell us more about this boutique.
1: Well, it's, um, yeah, it's a boutique bed and breakfast. We have people come and stay. We've got a gift shop. We've got a restaurant now there, too. And we're still seeing miracles. You know, it's just amazing what God is doing.
0: Now, what what made you get into doing things like this, as opposed to having a, because the Lord really mightily uses you, as opposed to having a church or uh, things like that. I mean, what, why, a, why a boutique?
1: Well, it's funny because we did we started out we we did have a church. We were leading two churches that we started, but what we're finding is that just in the businesses, you know, in everyday life, that people are coming to know Jesus through signs and wonders, and supernatural knowledge, and miracles and healings. And they don't tend to want to go to church, not in the UK anyway. So they will just keep coming back and
0: Now why is that? Why do they not want to go to church in the UK?
1: Well, it's just the culture here, I suppose. It's slightly different to in America, but we've I, I guess something like one to two percent people go to church wow. in the country. That's very low.
0: Now your boutique um really amazes me because it's a cover for the supernatural. And I know you do other things there. But you uh you have a story where ten women uh showed up at one time at your boutique. What happened?
1: It was um it was interesting, it was amazing. Yeah, these ten women, they were from Liverpool, just which is not far away from us, and they all they came in and um they were saying, Oh well, you know, we're they were just chatting, and it turns out that all ten of them had something wrong with them. One, I could see she was on sticks, you know, one could hardly walk. So I, I sat them all down, they had a cup of coffee, and I said, OK, um, I'm going to demonstrate God's love and his power in your life. Who would like to go first? And this one lady says, she said, my left eye is completely blind. Like, she'd had an aneurysm in her left eye. It was She couldn't see anything, it was just dark, she couldn't even see any light And they said there's nothing they could do to fix it. So I said, well, Jesus can heal it. Would you like me to pray? She's like, yeah, go on then. So I just put my hand over her eye and said, you know, blindness, whatever's causing this, you go in Jesus' name. And she could start to see some different, like, light coming through. And then the next thing we we pray again. And she can see silhouettes of her friends. Then she can see colors. And within a couple of minutes, maybe three or four minutes, she could see perfectly well through that eye. It was amazing. <laughs> now,
0: what were, the pe- what were the other ladies doing?
1: Well, they were all screaming. <laughs> and then the next lady says, oh, my, my ear, my left ear is deaf, like completely deaf. And I was like, oh, that's strange. But I said, how long has it been deaf for? And she said, well, two years ago, my husband died suddenly. And instantly, the trauma of it made my ear go deaf. And I said to her, well, that sounds like an evil spirit to me. So why don't we tell that evil spirit to go? So I got her to tell the evil spirit to go. She felt something, a pop or something in this left ear, and suddenly she can hear perfectly well. So at this point, all the others are saying, right, I'm next, I'm next. (laughs) So we pray for the others, and all ten of them get healed. One could hardly walk, and she's, like, running around, you know, and um, one had swollen ankles. We watched them just go down as we watched over a few seconds. So, um... And I said, I'm thinking, we've got revival happening. I
0: was just going to say that. It sounds like you had a revival in the motique that day.
1: I know. I said, do you know Jesus? And they said, oh, we're Catholic. <laughs> so they said, we didn't know. We still did all this kind of stuff, though, today. But I thought, well, now they know, don't they? <laughs>
0: That's amazing. So, yeah. Now, Alice, you are a carrier. Now, I'm not just saying this because it's in your book, but I'm saying this because I know you and I've seen it. Mm-hmm. and you are a carrier of the fire of God, and you had something happen on the plane one time. What happened?
1: <laughs> I did. I've had a few things happen on planes, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one story. Yeah. Um, so I was flying from Amsterdam to Liverpool, and I was just sitting there on the airplane minding my own business. I was in the middle row of three seats, and we were just taxiing along the runway about to take off. And I glance over to my left, look out the window, and I notice the guy sitting to my left looks a little bit uncomfortable. So I'm kind of thinking, I wonder what's up with him. And as we're just taking off, he looks redder and redder in the face. And so I kind of glance over at him again, and I can see beads of sweat forming on his forehead, and they start to trickle down the side of his face. And I'm thinking, you know, he must be scared of flying or something. I ought to really offer to pray for him, um, I wonder what I should say. And as I'm thinking all this, he just he looks at me, he glares at me, and he says, what is that? What is that? Wow. And, and I just hadn't said anything. I looked at him and I said, what is what, you know? And he said, there is so much heat coming from you, so much fire and so much power. He said, you are making me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, I just looked at him and I said, that will be the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. So I start to talk to him about Jesus. And, you know, he didn't know anything about Jesus. He was into New Age kind of practices and he was into Buddhism. And he'd seen a lot of stuff in the spirit realm, but never through Jesus, who is, he's the door, isn't he? Jesus is the legal access Mm -hmm. point. So I start telling him about Jesus. And while I'm telling him about Jesus, I get pain in the base of my spine now, if I ever get any pain in my body, I automatically think it's just somebody near me and I'm picking up on it. So I said to him, if you've got a problem with the base of your spine, and it turns out that 14 years before, he'd actually been in a fight and with five soldiers, and his back was broken, and it was a serious accident, you know, serious injury, and he went to hospital and had surgery where they fused his bones and they put metal rods or something in it. And he said... For 14 years, he said, I've been in constant pain. He said, I'm on liquid morphine, but I'm still in pain, and the sciatic nerve is pinched, so I've got pain down my leg as well. So I said, well, you know that that fire and that power you can feel coming from me? Would you like a little bit of that to go into your back and heal it? Wow. Wow. Don't mind if I do? <laughs> so I just I put my finger on his shoulder. Now the guy on the other side of me is just kind of looking at me, thinking, "What is going
0: on?" Of course, yeah.
1: But you know, I didn't care. So yeah. I put my finger on my on this guy's shoulder to my left, and I said, "I just release the healing power of Jesus to come into your back, and for all the metal to go, and the the bones to be healed, and the sciatic nerve, you know, not to be pinched anymore, and be healed in Jesus' name." So I always say to the person you know, what are you feeling now? Because that's really crucial to do that. Yeah. So I said, you know, what are you feeling? And he says, nothing. And I'm like, what do you mean nothing? Because normally something happens right. to most people, you know. So he says, no, you don't understand. He said, for 14 years, I have been in constant pain, mm. and now I feel nothing.
0: Praise God.
1: All the pain has gone, which is amazing. And then when we got off the plane later, he actually touched his toes and he says, "I cannot do that because of the back, uh, you know, the metal in my back." And Jesus must have just completely healed him. It was amazing.
0: I love it. Now you seem to really enjoy doing that kind of stuff.
1: I do. In fact, just as I was talking about that, I just felt like somebody listening is they've got a problem with their back, and I just release a healing power. They're being healed right now. Amen. There's a lot of people listening that are getting their backs healed, whether it's been broken, whether there's metal, whether the discs are bolting, whatever it is. They're getting healed right now, so I just release
0: that in Jesus' name. Now, if that's you and you have a problem in your back, bend over, do something that you couldn't do before, do what this guy did, and touch your toes, and email us, and let us know what, how God healed you. Now, Alice, um, you said that the guy—that you didn't care what the guy on the other side of you was thinking, <laughs> and I kind of noticed that about you. I mean, you don't do anything um, in any kind of prideful way, and but— but why, why is it that you have such a confidence to where you're kind of oblivious to the world around you, and you just kind of go for it? Reading your book, uh, you, you, you know, there's, there's uh, people waiting in line behind you, and you just, you're just touching people. And, and one of the main things about your life and ministry that touched me more than anything is that you teach people how to take an average day and make it extraordinary, because as Christians, we tend to fall in the trap of living ordinary days, day in, day out, got to pay the bills, got to go to church. Gotta... But you, you really blow that out of the water with how you live and how you teach. So what makes you get to that point? And then I want to ask you about the fire that you were, the fire that this guy felt. But what makes you so confident to, to the point where you, you don't really, doesn't bother you what people are thinking about what you're doing around you?
1: Well, wow, gosh. I think part of it is that I just, I just have this kind of, I want to demonstrate God's love for them, and it doesn't matter about me, it's not about me, and what I find is every time I pray for somebody, it's always, it's not always easy, you know, when I go up to somebody I don't know, I do actually find that difficult, and I'm actually an introvert, naturally speaking.
0: You are an introvert.
1: Yeah, I used to be shy.
0: I I don't see that. (laughs) (laughs) True.
1: It's true.
0: <laughs> I didn't see that side of you in Israel because you were, you were just touching people everywhere you went. But anyway, no.
1: But I, I make myself because you can't. It's so easy just to be in everyday life, normal, boring life. Who wants that anymore? But the normal—that's that's true. Because the the supernatural Christian life—it should be normal. Amen. And you know, it shouldn't be boring. And but I know that once I force myself to talk to somebody and to to get some supernatural knowledge or demonstrate God's power somewhere in his love that something is going to happen because God takes over because he loves to do that.
0: And you know, um, I think it was John Wesley, I could be wrong, but I believe it was John Wesley who said, I set myself on fire and people come to watch me burn. Yeah. And uh, that sounds like you. Now, what what was this that this guy was feeling uh, when he was sitting next to you? I mean, was it the Holy Spirit? Was it the presence of Jesus? What was it? The anointing? Well, it was,
1: I when I said to him, it's the Spirit of Jesus, which obviously is the presence of Jesus, which is it's the Holy Spirit who's in us, you know. But what I find is that more you cultivate that relationship with Jesus through His Holy Spirit, the more you carry the presence of Jesus. And you find that wherever you go, things happen without even trying. But and That really comes from that relationship with the Lord.
0: But let me ask you this, because you see so much, I, I, I believe I read in your book, that you really believe in the power of taking a risk and you take a lot of risks and it seems like you have to have the intimacy with God along with taking a risk because you know developing a wonderful relationship with Jesus is, is that it's a wonderful relationship with Jesus but we're meant to share that and uh, tell me if you think that's correct that that true risk taking and faith comes out of the intimacy with God
1: it does. And, you know, John Wimber used to say that faith was spelt R-I-S-K, risk. And it's impossible to please God, the Bible says, without faith. So you've got to have faith, and faith is an action. You've got to step out in faith and do something. But it really does come from that relationship. And just knowing God and knowing he's faithful. But, you know, I did pray for about 12 years for people and not see any miracles happen at all. But I kept going because I just... I believe that what God's Word said is true and that He is faithful and He will do it. It might not be the first time you try, but now we're seeing things happening all the time. It's just amazing.
0: Now, do you believe a lot of that from, that you're seeing now was because that you sowed so much in prayer and praying for people without any results?
1: People often ask me that. I think it's a mixture of things. It was partly that I did not give up. And you, gotta, whatever you got whatever God's put on your heart, you've got to contend for it and just keep going, keep going. And also, I was obedient to the Holy Spirit, so I like to, whatever the Holy Spirit says, whether it's, you know, he told me to give up my career, which meant giving up my dream home and not take a salary and things like that, whatever he tells you to do, do it, and you will see, you know, these supernatural demonstrations of God in your life.
0: Speaking of just doing it, um, you had in your book that one time you were in, I believe, a grocery store, and all of a sudden... um, you started remembering a situation in your life. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I've
1: had lots of incidents in grocery. Uh,
0: Mind me. Uh, where, where, uh, unfortunately, you had a, a a child that was stillborn. Oh yes. Uh, tell us that story.
1: Yeah, that was. I was in a grocery store, and I, um, 21 years ago, I had a baby that was stillborn, nine months of pregnancy, very sad. But this is many years later. I'm in the grocery store, and I start thinking about my daughter that had died. And it wasn't the anniversary of her death or anything like that. So I just assumed it was some kind of word of knowledge, supernatural knowledge for somebody near me. Now, I looked around, couldn't see anybody near me apart from the woman at the checkout. And she looked too old to have just given birth. But I I went up to her with my groceries and she started putting them through. And I said, you know... I know Jesus, and I I had a baby many years ago that was stillborn, and the Holy Spirit was just reminding me of that, and I'm wondering if maybe you lost a grandchild recently. That's what I said. And she was like, how do you know that? My son's baby was born dead yesterday.
0: Wow, talk about risk.
1: It was amazing. She was, that was a step of faith on my part. And I obviously had to say it in the right way, so it was not to offend her, but she, at this Next thing, she's, I'm telling her about Jesus. We're holding hands over the checkout. She's crying. I'm crying. She's giving her life to Jesus. There's a whole line of people standing there thinking, why did I always get into the, the longest, you know, the, the slowest line? But we didn't care. So she, she gives her life to Jesus. And wow. many things came out of that. She had a husband with leukemia, and it was his birthday that day. But we prayed for him, and it turns out, next time I saw her, he just got better and better and better. And a whole family situation turned around as a result of that. It was amazing. And that
0: was in a grocery store, not a church. That,
1: yeah, it was in the supermarket. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what I love about what you do, and, and you teach others to do the same. And in your book, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life, in your three-CD set, I love this because you teach how any Christian can do what you do yes. and how how— there, your ceiling can be the floor from which others can begin to walk in and flow in and to move. And, and like I said before, uh, the extraordinary thing—and you really challenged me and ministered to me personally when I read your book— the extraordinary thing, Alice, is that you, uh, you have learned the secret of not making any day just average. And because of how we feel in our bodies, because of what is going on in our lives— you know, people go through so many things, and we get caught into this routine of life. And you, you learn how to turn that around. And uh, your book and three CD set uh, will really touch people. Uh, those that are listening, this will really minister to you. It ministered to me, and as a producer, I get an opportunity to read a lot of books and, and listen to a lot of teachings. And this really impacted me. In fact, Alice, you have a story about someone who. Uh, actually, got a hold of your book, *The Normal Supernatural Christian Life*. What happened?
1: Yeah, do you want me to share that? I I was in our shop, and this lady's sitting in there having a coffee, and she says, "You know, my I mean, my the book had literally just come out, and she said, my friend gave me your book yesterday, *The Normal Supernatural Christian Life*. She said I didn't know anything about Jesus, but she said I have been in bed more or less the whole time for ten years with a chronic fatigue, like an ME thing. It was. And she said, I just did not know what to do. I read your book. I took it to bed with me last night, she said. I started to read it. I could not put it down. She said, in the middle of the night, as I'm reading the chapter on demons, she says some demons began to like manifest in my body. And I didn't know what to do. So I quickly read to the end of that chapter to know what to do. And she said, I realized I had to tell them to leave in the name of Jesus. So she tells them to go. In Jesus' name, they come out of her body. Wow. And she realizes she's completely healed. She jumps out of bed. She's healed from ME and chronic fatigue. Then that morning, she comes into our shop. She says, I want to give my life to Jesus. What
0: that is amazing. <laughs> I love that. Now, are you getting uh, uh, even more feedback on this?
1: We've had. I had one guy tell me um, that he his, his wife read the book. And she said to her husband, Oh, you've got to read it. You know, when somebody says, Oh, I've got to read a book, and they're thinking, Oh, well, maybe (laughs) maybe, I don't know. So he's thinking, Well, we'll just leave it for now. And it was next to him where he was sitting. His wife goes out, and he's not, he thinks, I'm not going to read it. Well, he goes into an upstairs bedroom, and he looks over, and there is my book right next to him. He's freaked out because it seems to be following him. He goes into the kitchen, and there is the book next to him, and his wife's out. So he starts freaking out, and he says, he picks it up and he thought, "I'm going to read it." So as soon as he starts to read it, the power of God mm. hits him and he's on the floor and he's just getting whacked with the Holy Spirit and gets full of the Holy Spirit and really ministered to by the Lord.
0: It was amazing. I love it. You heard it here. The book comes with a tracking device. If you are not flowing the supernatural, it will follow you wherever you go. <laughs> but this this book in three CD set, the normal supernatural Christian life, will really bless you. You need to get a hold of this. You need to get this resource. I'm telling you, you will be challenged. You will be encouraged. You'll hear the stories. Uh, uh, This will really bless your life. For an investment of $35, you can write or call in today and get this investment. We'll be right back.
2: Alice Cresswell was a businesswoman from England who opened up unusual shops that have signs in the window that say, we pray for miracles and we interpret dreams. Many non-believers would go into the shops and better than 90% get healed and witness miracles. Today, she is traveling worldwide, activating believers in the supernatural, helping them step out and do miracles and demonstrate the love and the power of God. Now, she wants to mentor you. Call now and get Alice Cresswell's brand new book and three audio CD teaching, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9409. Through Alice Cresswell's brand new book you will journey with her and discover how to walk in the supernatural on a daily basis. You will walk in God's kingdom authority to proclaim on earth what exists in heaven. Receive power to yield to that of the Holy Spirit to fulfill your destiny. Experience God's favor in your relationships, finances, and health. Learn Keys to successfully overcome Satan when he tempts and attacks you. Understand how you can begin to walk in outrageous miracles, healings, and see souls saved every day.
3: Many people have been healed just reading, just as soon as they open the book. Things are happening, miracles break out in their life. Relationships have been restored. People have been healed and set free from demons.
2: Through her three-part audio CD teaching, you will receive an impartation of boldness to step out and take risks. Understand the many ways in which the Lord speaks to you. Learn how to pray and declare things in the spiritual realm that will happen quickly in the physical realm. The audio CDs contain powerful prayers of impartation so you can begin walking in the supernatural every day.
3: We've seen lots of healings and and healing miracles. And on the CDs, I'm praying for people and releasing healings, as well as activating those listening to step out in faith, and to just do miracles for the first time.
2: This book and audio CD teaching series has been created for every person who wants to see God's power demonstrated in your everyday life.
3: You will be activated to step out in faith, that you will move in power and authority like never before, and you will see the sick get well. You will see demons cast out. You will see people coming into a relationship with Jesus through you, and it will transform your life.
2: Alice wants to share the secrets she has learned of how to take an average day and make it explode in the heavenly.
4: Okay, no more normal days. No more humdrum Christianity. You won't, when you wake up, you're going to have conversation with your best friend, Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit's going to lay out your day, and no days will be the same. I want you to get this book, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life, and the three-CD set that will equip you to be normal. It's about time.
2: Don't miss out on getting Alice Cresswell's brand-new book and three-part audio CD teaching, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9409. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9409 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We are back with Alice Cresswell, all the way
0: from the UK. And she has been telling us some amazing stories that I really love and enjoy. Here's what I find. Uh, with a lot of people that we talk to, uh, even the guests that we have on, is that people have more faith. It seems like to get saved than it is to be healed, and they and they rest in this assurance that God, you save me. You're my Lord. You're my Savior. But just as much as as He is a Savior, He's a healer. But people are giving up. People are giving in. And, and there's a lot of people. Uh, listening that even still struggle with, is it God's will for me to be healed? Alice, what would you say to that?
1: Well, I would say, yes, it is definitely God's will for you to be healed. You know, it's like you say, it's easier somehow to believe that it's his will that none should perish. And yet, you know, not everybody's saved, but it's definitely his will that everybody's healed, but not everybody's healed when we first pray for them sometimes. But it's definitely his will and I, I love the verse in Psalms 103, verse 3, that says, forget not all... Yes,
0: I benefits. love that.
1: Yeah, he forgives all of our sins, and he heals all of our diseases. And there are so many scriptures in the Word of God where God, it, you know, it is God's will to heal. He wants to heal you. But just because we don't always see it first time we pray, doesn't mean to say that it's not the truth.
0: No, I agree. And one thing that you teach a lot is about praying, not only praying, but declaring. Declaring the Word of the Lord. You have a, you have a real passion for uh, the power of the spoken word. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. Yes, it's really important that you speak out. You know, words are so powerful. And it says in the Bible that there's power um, for life and death, you know, in the power of the tongue. So as you speak out, you've got to confess the truth. So many people say, oh, I've got this problem or that problem or I've been diagnosed with this or that. Well, for me personally, I don't do that. I, If anything comes at me, any kind of pain or anything like that, I will say, you are leaving me right now in the name of Jesus, and I will tell it to go. It's got to go, and I will contend with it until it's gone. I will not have it. And that is really, really important to do that.
0: I love that. You, you had at one time, uh, you, there's a story of two major healings, in your shop about the guy that came in to buy a present for his wife's birthday. Do you remember that story? Yeah. Tell me about that situation.
1: Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. This guy, he comes in, um, and he was actually coming to, to buy a, a gift for his wife. Cause you know, we sell lots of nice gifts and things. So he was just looking around the shop and I, I noticed he was limping. And so I just got chatting. said and it was a pretty major limp, you know, it looked like he had one leg too short kind of thing. And so I said, you know, how come you're limping? And he said he'd had a car accident 30 years ago, and he'd almost died. And he'd been in hospital for, I think, for weeks and weeks, if not months. And he he went on to tell me he had three vertebrae that were crushed in his back Mm. that were actually pressing on his spinal cord. And he'd got sciatica, you know, where it was all... um, as second person mentioned in in these two segments with with uh, sciatica actually. So I just released healing for sciatica. Amen. Anybody listening right now, you know the sciatic nerve with this guy was pinched. He'd been in constant pain for the for those thirty years. He'd actually lost four inches in height due to the accident he'd wow. done with me. And he'd just been told by this doctor that um, very soon he'd be in a wheelchair because he was really having trouble walking. He'd also, I mean, so much stuff had happened in this accident. He'd got bruising on his brain, which caused epilepsy. He'd had to have his jaw reconstructed. He'd lost all his teeth, so he'd had all um, the teeth that weren't, you know, were not his. He'd got a new top palate in his mouth. And when he woke up, most mornings, he said his mouth would be bleeding and his his arms and his legs would be numb. And, you know, I, he was telling me this. And I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever met anybody with so many things wrong with him like that, you know. But I said, Jesus... Can heal you, can I pray for you? Jesus wants to heal you. And he was like he'd never heard about anything like that before, he didn't know Jesus. So he said, Yeah, go on, you know, have a go. <laughs> so I just start to pray for him and he feels the power of God so strongly on his life, on his body. And suddenly he couldn't speak. He was so like um overwhelmed by God and he starts to, to fall. He was standing up and he starts to fall backwards. So my husband, Rob, who was across the other side of the shop, comes running across and actually has to catch him. So basically, this guy, he, start, he starts crying. And, you know, he, he was just in, in shock. He was hardly able to speak, but he, he was able to tell me it was the first time in 30 years that he could feel no pain oh, at wow. all. Oh,
0: That's amazing. I get a
1: chair for him because he could hardly stand up. And he sits down, and he starts telling me that he'd just been to the movies like the night before, And it would normally take him about 20 minutes to get up out of the chair. He was in so much pain and everything. So I said, come on, just jump up out of your chair right now. And he just looks at me, you know, as though I'm thinking... He was thinking, is she being ridiculous or whatever? (laughs) He must be joking. But you know what? He jumps up out of his chair, like completely healed. He's crying. He can hardly speak because he's so overwhelmed. And he told me that normally, you know, for the past 30 years, his hands have been shaking... Because of this accident, and we looked, and his hands were completely still. He said that he felt taller. Like when I looked at him, he looked taller. But wow. he, like his his mouth started feeling like things were happening in his in his jaw as well, and um, it was amazing. He got completely healed by Jesus that day.
0: This is incredible. Now, one of the things that you really enjoy doing is training other people to do what you do. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I'm going to put you on the spot in the bible it talks about in corinthians it talks about the gifts of healing the gifts of miracles is that what we're talking about here because you can't train somebody to move in a gift so what what are you what are you training people it, because the bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and that to me that's talking about everybody do you agree
1: yes i agree now that's what we do is we we do workshops we do online training and everything on videos you know but What I love to do is, because so many people come to me, Christians come to me and say, Alice, will you pray for me? And you know what I do? I actually say to them, I'll stand with you, but I'm going to get somebody else to pray for you or I'm going to get you to contend for it because otherwise they just think I'm like a special person, but I'm no more special than they are. So what I do is I will teach people what the Scriptures say, what the Word of God says, and I will teach them to step out in faith and, and I will say, come on, have a go. And when they have a go... Because it's not just about me telling them stuff, it's about them having a go. What they, they do miracles for the first time, and I love that. And you can actually, the, you know, the Word of God says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And you can just do that by faith and anybody can do it. But you've got to actually do it, you know, and have a go. But then also, in First Corinthians 12, it talks about the gifts of healing. Now, I think that when I was praying for 12 years and really contending for healing, that's what I was going for. I didn't realize that at the time, but it, it does say, you know, earnestly desire the yes. gifts of the Spirit and First Corinthians 14. And I think the gifts come when you really, you know, the Lord puts that on your heart and you really contend and you pray for that. And then you get gifts of healing. And then there's also a healing anointing, which comes that when you spend time in the presence of the Lord and you cultivate that relationship and you're obedient to him and you just love being with him, you carry that presence of Jesus, which is like... Peter walked along the street, and his shadow healed people. Yes, you know, Acts chapter five, I think it is. That is like the healing presence, and that comes out of really knowing God and getting to know Him and being obedient.
0: So, it, tell me what you think about this. If people would spend more time worshiping Jesus, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, embracing the Father's love, do you? If if they spend more time doing that, falling in love with Jesus, which you to me are one of those that is in love with Jesus. Is do you feel that people will just naturally, uh, you know, like your book says, be be normal in the supernatural? Like you're just so full of Jesus, you're just it's just kind of oozing out of you. Would you agree with that?
1: Definitely. And you know that just just walking down the street, just doing your everyday thing, being at work, things will happen. People get healed without you even having to pray for them. And can I tell you another story? Please. This was I was taking my daughter to work. Um, in the car and I dropped her off, she gets out of the passenger side of the car, she closes the door, I start to reverse in the parking lot and this random man that I'd never met before in my life comes he, he gets into he opens the passenger door what? he jumps in the passenger seat in my car and closes the door behind me up behind him and he looks at me Uh-oh. and he says, You are beautiful and I would just look at him and I'd say, oh, well, that doesn't happen very often in Chester. <laughs> I
0: would say, get out of my car, weirdo.
1: <laughs> so I just looking at him, and I don't say a word, but as he's sitting there, he starts to shake. Then he starts to cry, and he says, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I got into your car with bad motives in my heart. No way. He said, but he said, I'm a really bad person. I keep doing bad things. He said, I need God, I need God, I need God, help me, help me. And I didn't even say a word. I'm looking at him. And I said, I'm a Christian minister. And he's like, are you? What do I need to do? Please help me. I, I need to meet God. No, I've not even said a word. And he starts getting convicted by the Holy Spirit in my car.
0: That is so incredible. I
1: about Jesus. <laughs> and he gives his life to Jesus. My daughter, I've been, I was at about 20 minutes in the car. My daughter comes back knocking on my window saying, are you okay, mom? What's going on? And I said, oh, no, it's fine. He's giving his life to Jesus. <laughs> but things like that. Just break out without you even trying. Just when you really surrender your whole heart to Jesus, and you you just go for it, and you really contend for the supernatural, and just spending time with Him, it's it's amazing.
0: And that's what I love you. You weren't doing anything particularly particularly supernatural. You were dropping your daughter off, and that that's uh, you know a task that we all do. And and I remember uh, just a quick personal story. I was in a sports store the other day with my son, and uh, the lady started complaining that her stomach hurt. And, uh, you know, you don't normally hear that. And so uh, I said, are you a Christian? And, and she said, yes. I grabbed her hand and started praying for her. And, uh, uh, but here's the thing. We walked out, and my son said, I love it when you do that. Oh, wow. And that's what your daughter saw. Your daughter it, it, you saw that you practice what you preach, that you're talking the talk, you're walking the walk, and you're doing, you're doing the right stuff. You're doing the stuff. And again, that's what I love about your ministry and about your materials, A Normal Supernatural Christian Life book and three CD set is all about taking an average day and making it extraordinary. And uh, it's, just, it's just fun to listen to you. It's fun to listen to your stories and, and uh, the tenacity that you have. Now, when you go throughout your day, are you looking for opportunities or opportunities finding you?
1: Um, a bit of both, like the guy just jumping in my car. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is a pretty random. No, it didn't, <laughs> I
1: didn't. didn't have to do anything. Oh, the guy you know, on the airplane didn't have to do anything. Um, but also, I do. I like to ask the Holy Spirit in the morning. You know what? What should we do today? I
0: I, I read that about you. What What are your? If you don't mind me asking, if we can peek into your uh, prayer life for a moment, what What is your? What, you You're talking to the Holy Spirit even early in the morning. What are you asking him? What are you dialoguing with him about?
1: Well. I wake up really early. I wake up any time between 3 and 5 a.m. I tend to wake up Alice, early. that
0: is early. Is that something a lot of U.K. Would, people do? I,
1: d- I would love to sleep longer. I really <laughs> would. <laughs> but what is great about that is that the house is quiet. There's nobody up and about. And um, I'll either stay in bed and kind of, you know, I don't want to disturb my husband, so I'll just chat to the Lord in my head. And I'll, I'll either lie there or sometimes I'll sit up and read the Bible on my you know, I've got Kindle and I've got my Bible on my iPad. So, uh, But sometimes I'll go downstairs and I just love to be with the Lord. And it, I feel like he's kind of waiting for me to wake up, you know. Mm, I like that. Because he is wanting to, he is much more wanting to spend time with us than we are with him. Even though I love spending time with him, he's just waiting for us. So I just, I'll just chat to him and we just chat about things just like, best friends, you know, and he'll tell me how much he loves me, and I'll tell him how much I love him, and sometimes uh, he'll show me things, I'll have a vision, like, I don't tend to have external visions like some people have, I do occasionally, but it's usually in my imagination, like a thought in my head, right. Right. Um, or a feeling, so... But you uh, did have
0: an experience one time, you were sitting at the edge of your bed, I guess, in the morning, and chatting with the Lord... And then all of a sudden, you're aware of an angel that walked into the room. What happened?
1: Now, that's, yeah, that's happened a few times. One time, this angel comes in. And I didn't see the angel at this particular time with my physical eyes. But in the spirit, I knew this huge angel had walked in at the bottom of my bed. And I really felt like I was supposed to put my hands out in front of me, which I did that. And this huge angel puts into my hands this massive, shiny sword and a big rusty key. So anytime I have any kind of experience or encounter like that, I'm always saying, Holy Spirit, what is going on right now? Please tell me. (laughs) Because when you ask him, he will always tell you. And it might be that you get um, another thought in your mind or a a scripture or anything, but it'll be, you know, he will answer. And I felt like, he was saying that the sword was for me to use and it was to do with um, authority and really moving in power. And the key, even though it was rusty, it had a sense that it had not been used for a very long time. Mm. And that once I started to use it, it wouldn't be rusty anymore. And it, that was to do with spiritual authority. And also that he was um, unlocking heavenly mysteries for me. You know oh, that like there are that. mysteries locked up in heaven, secrets and treasures that the Lord is just inviting us to really ask him to open up for us and, and show us things. What, so, kind,
0: what kind of things is he wanting to show us?
1: Oh, well, in Psalm 139, David, King David talks about um, that all the days ordained for him, you know, from the time when he was in his mother's womb, were written in a scroll in heaven. All the days. So that makes me think that this, there are scrolls or there are books in heaven that have information in them. Things that we are, that the Lord has ordained for us individually to do and for nations and for all sorts of you know, regions. And it's, I think I want to know something that's on my scroll. I, and when I prophesy to other people, I want the Lord to show me, I ask him to show me give me a glimpse of something off their scroll that I can read and speak it out either for my life or
0: for their lives. I really like that a lot. It's basically what the Bible says, pulling heaven to earth.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Making the things of, of heavenlies known here on earth. I love that. In your book uh, in three CDs said, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life, uh, does just that. And um, yeah. this, teaches, th- this uh, series teaches you how to see a demonstration of God's power in your everyday life. And, and I love that. I love how you talk about the miracles, how to cast out devils. And we can talk about that when we come back here in a moment. But uh, what I want to talk about, uh, Alice, uh, just for a moment, and then maybe we'll pick it up in the last segment. But you have learned a huge secret in your ministry is you've, you're learning and you've learned how to partner with the Holy Spirit. And, and talk a little bit about that. How do you personally partner with the Holy Spirit?
1: Well, I I've fall in love with the Holy Spirit. You know, very often people, they talk about the Father and the Father's love. They talk about Jesus, but they kind of miss out the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is God. And I, but I fall in love with the Holy Spirit because he's the one that takes what is being spoken and what is happening in heaven and he brings mm, to us. Yes. He, he searches out the deep things of God, the Bible says, and makes them known to us. So, I would say just really get to know the Holy Spirit and ask him to show you things that are in the Father's heart and and really just get to know him and fall in love with him. And he, he talks to me all the time in so many different ways. And, you know, in, in my book, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life and the CD set, what I do is I teach people how to understand and work with the Holy Spirit and to, to partner with him and to, to bring what is in heaven Unto the earth in everyday
0: life, and I love that people talk about the results a lot, but they don't really share the how-to's. And, yeah. and you do that in this book, uh, your wonderful resource, a new normal supernatural Christian life book and three CD set for an investment of thirty-five dollars. Listen, you don't want to go away because when we come back, Alice is going to share a story of how the Holy Spirit led her to a house as she was walking down the street.
2: We'll be right back. Alice Cresswell was a businesswoman from England who opened up unusual shops that have signs in the window that say, we pray for miracles and we interpret dreams. Many non-believers would go into the shops and better than 90% get healed and witness miracles. Today she is traveling worldwide, activating believers in the supernatural, helping them step out and do miracles and demonstrate the love and the power of God. Now she wants to mentor you. Call now and get Alice Cresswell's brand new book and three audio CD teaching, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9409 through Alice Cresswell's brand new book, you will journey with her and discover how to walk in the supernatural on a daily basis. You will walk in God's kingdom authority to proclaim on earth what exists in heaven. Receive power to yield to that of the Holy Spirit to fulfill your destiny. Experience God's favor in your relationships, finances and health. Learn keys to successfully overcome Satan when he tempts and attacks you. Understand how you can begin to walk in outrageous miracles, healings and see souls saved every day.
3: people have been healed just reading. Just as soon as they open the book, things are happening. Miracles break out in their life. Relationships have been restored. People have been healed and set free from demons.
2: Through her three-part audio CD teaching, you will receive an impartation of boldness to step out and take risks. Understand the many ways in which the Lord speaks to you. Learn how to pray and declare things in the spiritual realm that will happen quickly in the physical realm. The audio CDs contain powerful prayers of impartation so you can begin walking in the supernatural every day.
3: We've seen lots of healings and, and healing miracles. And on the CDs, I'm praying for people and releasing healings, as well as activating those listening to step out in faith and to just do miracles for the first time.
2: This book and audio CD teaching series has been created for every person who wants to see God's power demonstrated in your everyday life.
3: You will be activated to step out in faith, that you will move in power and authority like never before, and you will see the sick get well. You will see demons cast out. You will see people coming into a relationship with Jesus through you, and it will transform your life.
2: Alice wants to share the secrets she has learned of how to take an average day and make it explode in the heavenly.
4: Okay, no more normal days. No more humdrum Christianity. You won't, when you wake up, You're going to have conversation with your best friend, Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit's going to lay out your day, and no days will be the same. I want you to get this book, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life, and the three CD set that will equip you to be normal. It's about time.
2: Don't miss out on getting Alice Cresswell's brand new book and three-part audio CD teaching, The Normal Supernatural Christian Life, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9409. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9409 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We are back with Alice Cresswell, and we are having
0: a blast hearing about the things of God. It's wonderful when uh, believers get together and talk about all the wonderful things that God is doing Uh, all the way over in the UK and and, in different parts of the world. It's just wonderful. Now, Alice, I promise everybody that when we come back, we'd hear the story of what happened when you, I believe you were walking down the street in a neighborhood. What happened?
1: Yeah, well, what happened was, I mean, I had, you know, I had a business and a career and my dream home. The Lord told me to give all of that up, which I did. And one of the women that was working for me in my business, I had to make her redundant. But after... We made that decision to give up the business and my home and everything. The Lord started speaking to me about what I should be doing next. You know, quite often we, we ask the Lord, what should we, you know, show me what you want me to do, but we don't lay down the things he's asked us to lay down. So anyhow, me and this, this lady, Sue, we started prayer walking around this deprived neighborhood of Blake and where we now live. And now
0: define prayer walking, if you would, for those who don't well, know.
1: Well, what we did, basically, we just said, Holy Spirit, where should we go? <laughs> we're going to pray and walk. Where should we go? And we both had a vision or, like, some supernatural knowledge about where we should go. And um, one of us had had a vision of the a door and the colour of the door, and the other one had the number. But we didn't know which road it was, which street it was. And, you know, 18,000 people live in this neighbourhood of Blake. And so we just said, Holy Spirit, we're going to start walking. Just guide us. So we begin to walk, and we're just praying for the whole neighbourhood as we walk. We're praying for over the houses and over the people, asking God to move in power. And we we see from the you know we're at the end of one street, and we see a colour of a door that we think might be the door that we saw in the spirit. And we go over, and it's got the, the right number on it. So we think, well, let's just knock on the door and see what happens. And as we knock on the door, a woman comes and answers the door, and. We weren't quite sure what to say. We said something like, you know, we've been praying, and we felt like Jesus told us to come to your door. And she says, she looks really kind of, um, I don't know, like this. I I sent this black cloud over her. It looked like this black thing hovering over her. She said, I was just about to commit suicide.
0: Wow, just just about right there.
1: Yeah, we had no idea. Oh, my goodness. She would have committed suicide, she reckoned, if we hadn't knocked on the door at that moment. So... She was so depressed and so down. So anyway, we, we said Jesus has sent us. She invites us in. And, you know, I'd seen in the spirit this black cloud over her head. And we go in and we sit down in her living room. And she says, I've got these black clouds over me all the time. They won't go away. And they're making me want to commit suicide. So we were just like, I said, oh, they're evil spirits. So we explained to her what they were. Now, this is many years ago. We didn't quite know what we were doing. Mind you, we don't really know what I'm doing now. but (laughs) I really had no idea. But we told these evil spirits to go. And uh, and she ends up giving her life to Jesus soon after that. And, you know, she wasn't suicidal anymore. And she actually would come into our cafe, and she was being discipled through our cafe. But that was just being led by the Holy Spirit. And it's really important to, to ask the Holy Spirit, and he will show you what to do.
0: And as Christians, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to minister to the hurting and the wounded and the dying, and, you know, otherwise we're just kind of taking up space in church, and it's time for us to get normal. would you agree?
1: I, I agree, and it's there's nothing more exciting than following the Holy Spirit, I tell you.
0: <laughs> and then, not only following the Holy Spirit, but you're watching tangible results right in front of you as somebody's yeah. back being healed, as somebody's uh, child being set free, or whatever it is, and... And speaking of being set free in black clouds, uh, you talk about in your book about uh, evil spirits and casting out devils. Now, how do you uh, typically deal with evil spirits when you uh, confront them in somebody?
1: Well, normally, um, sometimes demons manifest without you doing much, just walking over to somebody, somebody might, you know. If, If they just manifest, you can just speak to demons and tell them to be quiet. And, you know, I've told people before who've been getting in the way when someone's getting saved, I've said, it looks like I'm talking to the person, but I've said to the demons, be quiet and sit down in Jesus' name. And the person's actually sat down quickly. One guy said, you can't do that, in this funny voice. And I'm like, (laughs) too late, I just did. But he was stopping somebody giving their life to Jesus. So, um, But generally, if I'm with somebody, I'll give you an example, shall I? You know, people would come into our shop because they'd see a sign for miracles and healing. And if somebody comes in and they'd say something like, I've got fibromyalgia, or I've got depression, and can you do a miracle on me? And I'd say, well, it's Jesus that would do that. Um, and I believe that what's causing it is an evil spirit. And I can tell that evil spirit to go, but if you're not following Jesus and full of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said that when a house, you know, when a demon leaves, it's like the house is, is swept clean the demon can go off, find its friends and come back and the person be worse off. So unless you're following Jesus, I don't really want to do that. So I'd say to the person, what do you want to do? And they'd normally say, well, I want to get free and I want to give my life to Jesus. What do I need to do? So I would actually get them to ask God to forgive them. They would tell the demons to leave. They could breathe in the Holy Spirit and breathe out the demons and then they ask Jesus to come into their lives. So they're getting saved and they're getting Delivered and healed all at the same
0: time. So once again, you're making that sound normal and simple.
1: Yeah, well it is.
0: Yeah, I think I think Jesus many times rebuked the disciples for making things complicated. And We're supposed to make, keep it simple because He did. You know, He just said go, and it went. And uh, I, I love that about your teaching and about your ministry. Now you had a, uh, for years, you had dreams actually that you were being chased by demons or terrifying creatures uh tell me about what happened
1: yeah many years ago i used to have dreams where from time to time there'd be like these scary looking monster kind of things would chase me through houses they would be up and down stairs trying to get out of windows trying to escape from them and then i just thought i wonder if this is some kind of training the lord's doing for you know for spiritual warfare so i thought next time i dream that i said lord help me to actually face the thing, you know, so um, I'm not being chased. So the next time I had this dream, I stood my ground, and I said, in Jesus' name, stop. And the thing stopped. It would not chase me. And then I would have the next dream, and at this point I had a sword in my hand, and then before long I was chasing those things, and I was lopping their heads off.
0: I love that.
1: I know. And then the, the dream stopped, but I was pretty sure it was like spiritual Warfare training that I was
0: in. I was going to say, it sounds like the Lord. Uh, w- is this a common thing where the Lord will teach you in dreams, or I- that happen every so often?
1: Yeah, sometimes I'll have dreams and He'll show me things. Yeah, but it's it, it felt a bit like Neo in the Matrix movie. Okay, uh, it's like getting downloads of combat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now, uh, one of the things that you talk about that that I love, I really love. In fact the way you say it, I'm going to steal your line from your book, you say, instead of praying for revival, you decided to start revival wherever you went. Tell me about that.
1: That was a big key for me, because I used to pray for revival for so many years. You know, I'd read chapters, you know, like Isaiah 64, and saying, God, please rend the heavens and come down and send revival. And what I realized one day was that, Jesus had already, you know, come down. God already rent the heavens. Jesus came down and we're, you know, we're all saying, God, you know, extend your kingdom, send revival. And we're all trying to build our churches when actually we've got it back to front that Jesus said he will build his church and he told us to go out and heal the sick and raise the dead and for us to extend the kingdom. And the the day that I actually thought, you know what, I'm going to, actually start revival everywhere I go instead of just praying for it. I mean, praying is good. That was a good thing that I did. But to actually be a carrier of revival and start revival. So
0: define that, though, please. When you say start to bring revival everywhere you want, how do? let's say today, Alice, you're in the grocery store today. Uh, how, How are you bringing revival into the grocery store?
1: Okay, well, I'll give you an example from two days ago. I was in a boutique shop. So it's like a little... Um, clothes shop in Germany, and I was I was in there because I saw a dress that I liked in the window, and I went in and tried it on. So what I did was rather than just paying for the dress and saying have a good day when I went out, I actually spoke to the woman. I said, well, first of all, I said, Holy Spirit, show me something about this lady. While I was trying the dress on, I was asking him. So the lady who owned the shop, I just said, you know, God really loves you. When I went to pay for the dress, and I said, God really loves you, and He wants to do something in your life and I started to say about some of the things she'd been through in the past when she was younger the fact that she had pain in her heart emotionally and that God and also she had pain in her body that God wanted to heal and she was like well how do you know all that so I started to explain it and just held her hands and asked the Holy Spirit to come and she ended up saying Prince of Peace will you come into my body Jesus come into my life and she starts falling backwards when I released the, the healing power of jesus i had to hold her up and she was so blessed and that was just an easy thing to do it took me maybe three minutes that was it
0: three minutes out of your day that probably changed that woman's life forever yeah and when you are going throughout your day are you constantly looking for opportunities or you kind of are led and you know i I feel like i may god may want to talk to that person in other words i know some people get a little even Um, stressed out trying to say, God, is that you? Am I supposed to? Am I, you know, what do you want me to do? But you seem to do things with such ease.
1: Yeah, I don't tend to go out on a mission. You know, some people say, will you take us on the streets on a mission? Well, I don't do that. My thing is, wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing that day anyway, I'll say, Holy Spirit, just will you show me things? But, I mean, to be fair, we could stop and minister to every single person we meet because they all need Jesus. (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's important to be led by the Holy Spirit, but I don't have a big deal about, Lord, are you leading me or not? I just do what I feel to do. So if, like, sometimes I'll be in the grocery store and I don't feel led to do anything. I'm just buying my groceries and I need to get out of there quickly. In fact, recently I was in the grocery store doing just that. I haven't got time to do to stop and chat to people. And this young guy walks up to me and he says, excuse me. I, he said, I know this sounds really strange. And I said to him, that's normally my line. That's normally what I say to people. <laughs> but he stopped me and he said, I'm, I'm learning another language. I think it was German or something. And he said, I'm wondering, I want to learn another language on top of that. Can you advise me? <laughs> no, he had no idea who I was. He just stopped me at being a random person in the shop. And I was able to prophesy to him and lead him to Jesus. Wow. And that was, I wasn't even looking for it.
0: I think, I think God uses you with so many divine appointments because you're so willing uh, to step out and just, you know, like you said, with a woman in, at, at that uh, place in Germany, it, it took you three minutes to change somebody's life forever, and I love that. Uh, you have in your book, and we don't have time to go into them now, but you have in your book a number of keys to see this revival, some of the some of the things that you feel that you've learned to do from praying in the Holy Ghost and so on and so forth. But I want to mention one more thing before uh, I turn you loose to pray for people is... Uh, You talk about keeping a journal, writing down things that are significant that happens in your daily life. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, I write down, if anybody prophesies to me and I believe it's of the Lord, I write it in my prophetic journal. Or if the Lord speaks to me through scripture or something else, an angel appears, I will write it down so I don't forget it. And what I do regularly is I will go through those words, maybe every couple of days, not all of them, but just take one or two, and I will pray them back and I'll say, Lord, I want to position myself, How, you know, what do I need to do to position myself for this to happen in my life? Or what am I doing right now that I need to lay down that is getting in the way, That is like seasons come to an end now, so that I can really step into all that you have for me? And that is really important to do.
0: I love that. I'd love to hear one more story before we release you to pray for people to build their faith. Again, you have a story about a lady that was saved and healed uh uh and and their daughter healed as well. Do you remember that story?
1: Yes. Now that was um in our church meeting and the lady this lady had never seen her before. She was she had a walker, kinda of, I don't know if you call it a walker, but this thing that she was having to help her walk, you know. Um she had a problem with her feet. And she was in one of our meetings on a Sunday. Well halfway through the meeting I saw her now she wasn't exactly running but she was going really fast considering she couldn't really walk properly. <laughs> And I had to run to chase after her. She went out of the meeting and she said the presence of God was so strong she had to get out of the meeting. She didn't know Jesus at that point. And and then she comes into our cafe another day and she said that she had problems with her feet. Um, And I said, well, can I, you know, she wanted to follow Jesus, so I said, well, let's pray. She was going to ask Jesus to come into her life, but she suddenly said, she she put her hand on her head and said, I've got all this confusion i feel confused so i said well it's just a spirit of confusion so i i said spirit of confusion stop doing that let her understand and she was able to to you know speak out loud and ask this into her life then she told that spirit of confusion to leave and then her feet were so deformed with osteo um no, what's it called um what's the arthritis where it's it's really deforming kind of a really bad type of arthritis anyway and she, her feet get completely healed, and the, all the bones move back into position. Oh, wow. And then her daughter comes into the cafe. She had a long-term back injury to do with work and a work dispute, but she ends up getting healed as well. So she didn't get her compensation from work. She decides to get healing
4: instead.
0: Wow. I love that. And we want to release you right now to pray for people, whatever is on your heart for healing, whatever the Lord shows you, go for it, Alice.
1: Okay, well, I just while I'm talking about the feet i I pray for people's feet any any kind of deformity or a rheumatoid arthritis that's that's what it was called. So anybody with that, I command that evil spirit of rheumatoid arthritis to leave everybody who's listening in the name of Jesus, complete healing for anybody that needs healing, I release it now. And anybody that needs to be set free from demons, just just breathe in the Holy Spirit and tell those demons to go and to never come back in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Uh, everything that you heard Alice talk about today, a big passion on her heart is that you can be doing it as well and even greater. And she believes that you can be moving in signs, wonders, and miracles even greater than what she's doing. And you need to get a hold of her teaching the normal Supernatural Christian Life book and three CD set. I am telling you, as a producer reading the book, it really ministered to me. Again, she has learned to take the average day and make it explode with a heavenly. And I love that. No more ordinary days for you. No more just mundane, getting through each day. Uh, God, where are you? No, this book will challenge you. It'll help get you on your feet. Uh, You know, this lady that we heard about, demons were even cast out as she was reading a book. You never know what will happen as you get a hold of these uh, materials, these resources for an investment of $35. Father, we pray for everybody listening that they will be ministered to today as we hear the Word of the Lord, and I ask you, for all those who are listening, Lord, that you minister deeply to them, that you heal their bodies, that you set them free, Lord, that they will fulfill the call of God in their life, and they will move mightily in signs, wonders, and miracles, just as we hear about Alice. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's one 800 447 2697 Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org to hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show It's Supernatural Visit our website at www.sidroth.org that's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24 hour, 7 day a week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. That's Sid Roth. Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.